Praise the Lord. All right, keep your Bibles out here, and we are going to have a series or have a, a message tonight. I, I told you what it was this morning, and it's going to be on Christmas care. Just things to think about, uh, to care about this Christmas season. Uh, we just read uh, just about the whole Christmas story, and you think about all that uh, that represents. You think about all that we have because of, of the Christmas story and what the Lord has given to us uh, and finishing the purpose of his coming. But the whole world changed on that day when the Savior was born, uh, the revelation of God to man, God in the flesh, everything changed. And so today as believers, we look back on what he has done. And we have the ability to see the prophecies because God has preserved his word. We can see how God promised. We can see how it came uh, about and how it came uh, to be fulfilled. And, and we can see that whole process of what has transpired and taking, taken place. And so uh, we see it from the beginning uh, to the end where he has come. Uh, then we see how he went to the cross. And now we're looking anticipatingly uh, to the day he comes again in the clouds. And that's, that is going, that's the next thing on the prophetic uh, timetable is the Lord's second coming. Uh, that advent, uh, the coming of the Savior. Uh, but how are we really experiencing Christ's coming in our life. How do we really experience Christmas as a believer? Because as a believer, my experience of Christmas should not be the same as that of an unbeliever. There should be, not that there are not things that we do alike, but the whole purpose of his coming has a different meaning. To those without Christ, it is just a story, whether they believe it as history or whether they just believe it as some fairy tale, in their mind, it is not personal. Santa Claus is more personal to the unbeliever than Christ. And so when we think about this and we think about Christmas, I got to stop turning around. My brother sent me a text earlier and I preached this morning on the light. And he said, I just want you to know that you turn around and these lights shine off the bald spot on top of your head and you're spreading the light. Uh, and so, <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, so anyway, he was, he was enjoying that uh, this morning. And so I got to be careful, I'll keep turning around. Um, but uh, uh, anyway, as we think about the Christmas story, how do we really experience Christmas? Because if we're not careful, we can just take the Christmas experience of our childhood and bring it into adulthood and add Christ to it. And I don't think that's what it's about. I don't think that we should just spiritualize Christmas, I think our experience of what we celebrate as a Christian should be different. 
And so I want to just sort of think about some things as we uh, think about, reflect on what Christmas means to us and reflect on the spiritual significance and how it applies to our daily life. But it should especially permeate during this season. And so Christmas care. So we're going to look at 10 things. I asked the guys how long the stream was tonight, whether or not we uh, had more than two hours. Uh, and they said, we do have two hours. Brother Joss said, if that one dies, he's, he will use his phone and just live stream off of it. But we're not going to be two hours. But I do have uh, 10 points tonight, and I just want to look through some things about uh, Christmas and, uh, and the care. What should we care about uh, Christmas? What should be some of the focuses as we think about Christmas? Number one, celebrate the birth of Jesus. Celebrate the birth of Jesus. Don't, don't just let Christmas turn into a day to open presents and to have family and food and fun. And I'm not against any of those things. But if we are going to celebrate Christmas different than the world celebrates Christmas, then let's celebrate the birth of Christ. Because that is what is ultimately supposed to be what is celebrated during this time. And we should be celebrating Christ all throughout the year, but are we, we really stopping and thinking about what uh, his coming has meant to us? So celebrate the birth. Uh, look at verse number 11 of Luke 2. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. His birth brought us a Savior. It's not just that Jesus was born. His birth brought salvation to the world. The opportunity of salvation, it brought salvation to me. And I should, I should celebrate that, his willingness to come. Uh, I want to celebrate the birth of Christ. Why? Because salvation came to me because of that, because of him. Salvation has come to my family because of what Christ has done. Uh, I want to celebrate the birth of Christ because unto us a Savior is born. Because without a Savior, we are lost in trespasses and sins. Without a Savior, we are condemned and undone. Without a Savior, we have no hope. But because he was born, we have hope. We have a Savior. So let's celebrate uh, the coming of Christ. Celebrate the birth of Jesus. Remember and celebrate the true meaning uh, of Christmas. The birth of Jesus Christ. God dwells with us. Emmanuel, God with us. Because he was born, we have that opportunity to have God with us. Because he was born, we have the indwelling Holy Spirit of God. For the believer, what a blessing. The, the, the conviction that comes with the Holy Spirit the conviction of the Holy Spirit of God is what finally gave me my, my uh, assurance of salvation. You say, Pastor, why that? Because I was doing wrong. <laughs> and he kept correcting me. And that correction let me know that I was his. Because before salvation, there was no correction going on. There was no conviction going on. Uh, but when I got saved, uh, the Spirit of God moved in, and, and there was conviction. But not only is there conviction, there's comfort. 
Jesus said, if, if I go away, I will send the Holy Ghost. I will send you a comforter, the Spirit of God. And so uh, his birth, it brought these things to us. These are what we have because Jesus was born. He was willing to come uh, for us. And so remember uh, the, and celebrate the true meaning of Christmas, the birth of Jesus Christ. God dwells with us. Uh, and so uh, with that, we want to reflect on that spiritual significance of, of the event. Uh, Luke 2 verse 15, he said, And it come to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And just think about it, because Jesus was born, all of a sudden now we have a spiritual interaction. The angels are coming to earth. Uh, they are interacting with man. Uh, we get to see uh, all these blessings. And these people who heard the good news, they celebrated the good news that they heard. You know what? We should be celebrating the good news. Celebrate the, the birth of Christ. So number one, let's celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. Number two, show acts of kindness. Show acts of kindness. Ephesians 4.32, the Bible says, and be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one, or one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven uh, you. And uh, there should just be kindness. In this season, it is promoted, but it is not always followed. It is promoted, but it is not always practiced. You know what? Holiday seasons and Christmas and all the different events, not everybody has good memories of those. And maybe someone else isn't enjoying what you are enjoying. Be kind. Be, be mindful that this is a hard time. Just care. And, and embrace, embrace the opportunity to show acts of kindness and to be kind uh, one to another. And uh, Christmas, it, it of course comes into the giving and I'll look at that here in just a little bit. Uh, but just showing acts of kindness, uh, exp embrace the spirit of giving, not just monetarily. Monetary giving, it, it is good and it is nice and uh, and. And it's necessary in some instances, but sometimes we just need to give of ourselves. It costs you more. It costs more. When we were in Washington and I was still running my auto repair shop, uh, I had worked. We had an acre and a quarter, I believe. Yeah, we had an acre and a quarter, and it would come time to uh, mow the lawn. Uh, and I would just want to pay somebody to mow the lawn. She's like, oh, we can't afford to pay, we can't afford to pay somebody to mow the lawn. I'm like, I'm charging 65 bucks an hour out there. I'll pay somebody $10 to mow the lawn. It wasn't worth my time. It was easier to pay. And sometimes we've got to stop just 
doing this and give some time. You know, there's something about giving your time to help somebody that far exceeds a dollar value. You know why? Because you were there. Money's nice. Gift cards are nice. Those are blessings. But the reality is, when, when you are in a time of need, you need somebody to care. So show acts of kindness. Volunteer. Help other people in need. Volunteer in ministries. Volunteer with local charities and uh, different outreaches. Uh, work with the food bank. Uh, our food bank, we, have, we are open now two days a week. Uh, we were open five days a week and it just got to be uh, too much and we didn't have the staffing to be able to keep that open so we had to bring it down to two days a week. Uh, but with that, uh, we, we are averaging about 2,000 meals going out a month. Unreal. And it's growing. There are, there are people that are in need. And our community is a community in need. And sometimes getting outside just here to help out there, it goes a long way. And so uh, during Christmas, uh, the, the uh, Christmas break, Brother Frank is working with a company called Rest. It's a nonprofit, and uh, they, are, they are housing people. And so churches all across the community are housing people that are homeless uh, from, from 6.30 in the evening on one day till 6.30 a.m. the next day and providing meals for them. Uh, and then uh, that goes for a week at a time. And so each church donates uh, a week and uh, and helps with that. Uh, our week's coming up next week, uh, and so we're going to have uh, people here, and uh, school will be out, and so we'll end up having people here, and uh, they'll be they'll be sleeping in the educational building, and uh, opportunity for us to just be a help to somebody. Uh, but the reality is, there are needs that are that are out there. There are opportunities for us to be able to to give and to serve and to provide uh, and to be kind. Uh, so this, this Christmas season, let's think about that. Let's think about what are ways that I can show kindness to other, uh, other people, acts of kindness. Number three, what should we care uh, with the Christmas care? Family and relationships. Put value on family and Relationships. You know, there's a lot of importance. For time's sake, we're not going to go there, but Exodus chapter 20 and verse 12. What do we find? We find the honoring father and mother in the big 10 of the 10 commandments. God identified the value of the home when he was given 10 commandments on how to, how to judge, or how to, how to uh, govern a nation, a, a world. And the family unit's important. And we are not promised tomorrow. And so valuing uh, the days and the times and the opportunities that we have. Uh, and so the Lord used the family unit to identify our relationship with him. So, so with that, it just shows that great value that he's placed on it. Use the holiday season as an opportunity to strengthen those relationships. 
And it's not always easy. There, there aren't always those connections. But as we're able, let's try to rebuild. Let's try to, uh, to enjoy uh, those opportunities, but use the holiday season as an opportunity to strengthen family bonds. And maybe there are uh, relationships that are strained and those aren't going to be changed, uh, but build the ones that you have. Build those relationships. Uh, spend quality time uh, together. Spend quantity time together as you're able. If you don't have family close, uh, then find someone to connect with for their sake and for your sake. Holiday is easily a time to withdraw, especially when you don't have that, that network. And... It's in those times where we need somebody. And so, uh, so reach out. Engage in meaningful conversations with family. I was just talking to somebody yesterday. Uh, and uh, th- this man, his wife, was telling him uh, not, to, not to talk about politics and religion uh, this Christmas. And he said, listen. He said, I'm going to. Those are, those are what matter. I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> those are the things that matter, are of value. But you also have to try to figure out how can I have com- conversations that are meaningful without cr- creating division. You know, we don't have to hit all the to- hot topics. We can still talk about meaningful things without, it crea- with, without trying to create division. We know what's going to create division. We know it. We know going in, well, if I say this, I'm going to make this person right here mad. And then, so that's what our point is. We're heading that direction. And be cautious on that. Uh, so, so engaging meaningful conversations, express gratitude to the relationships you have in life. Express gratitude. We, we need to be grateful for uh, the relationships and uh, the people that we are there. Uh, so try to talk about things that are meaningful. Edification, building people up, helping them, educating, enlightening, engaging. Uh, we want to try to help uh, people and uh, with that, especially with family and relationships. Uh, number four, gratitude. Think about gratitude and thankfulness. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, the Bible says, In everything give thanks. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And with that, there are things that are not good that happen in our life. But we should still have a heart of gratitude because God has always been good. Take time this Christmas to count your blessings. Don't just look at the negatives. Don't just look at what has gone wrong. Look at uh, the blessings that God uh, has given to us. Uh, Express gratitudes uh, for the blessings God has sent to us. And we all have pressures and problems and burdens that might seem unbearable. uh, But at the same time, uh, we have a good God who is worthy of our love. And he is worthy of our adoration. And he is worthy of our praise. And all of, 
all of the goodness that we have received is because Christ came. His goodness, God's goodness to us. So thankfulness to God, thankfulness to people, express it, uh, family and friends and employers and coworkers and mentors and coaches and teachers, uh, just, just having a heart of gratitude uh, and thankfulness for what God has given to us. Number five, generosity. Generosity. 2 Corinthians 9, 7 says, Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And generosity, that, that is something, that is a Christian attribute. It is a Christ-like attribute. Generosity is. Uh, we think about uh, with that, the generosity. Uh, generosity has nothing to do with the volume. It does, has nothing to do with what we give. It has to do with what we have left. And, and, what, and, and God never asks us to give to where we have nothing left. But we have opportunities to show uh, generosity. Mark 12, verse 41. And Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast in money into the treasury. And many that were rich cast in much. And there came a certain widow, poor widow, and she threw in two mites, which make a farthing. And he called unto him his disciples and said unto them, Verily I say unto you that this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. For all they did cast in of their abundance, but she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all her living. Uh, what do we see? We just see uh, that generosity. You say, well, if I only had two pennies, uh, I'd, give, I'd give the two pennies. Well, you've never probably been with only two pennies. And, and here what we find is there's just a, a heart of generosity. And Christianity is generous. That's just, that's just part of it is being generous. And so practice generosity. Uh, giving to those less fortunate. Every year we try to give to somebody else just to be a help and a blessing to somebody. And they don't need to know who gave. There's, there's something about just being generous that helps our heart to keep things real. There have been times where all of us have been the person that's been in need. The Bible says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give unto your bosom. The sowing and reaping, what do we find? It's just that generosity, but when you sow, you also reap. And, and with that, uh, practice generosity in giving. Uh, giving in ways that you, get, you don't get anything out of it. Giving in just 
whether it's a financial donation or donating goods. We have people in here that have bought shoes for people and clothes for people, school books for people. We have people that have, have purchased cars for other people. Uh, and, and with that, there are, there are ways that we can give that it's not always a dollar, uh, a dollar itself. Uh, it can be opportunities that we can give and just uh, show generosity. Uh, churches uh, live on the generosity of God's people and operate uh, with that. The ministries uh, that run are, are with that. But the, the reality is our gener- generosity shouldn't just be here. There are needs bigger and needs beyond just what we have right here. And that sounds so counterintuitive. You say, Pastor, are you telling us to take our offerings and send them somewhere else? I'm just saying that we need to have a heart that's generous, and as God leads us, we should be willing to give. Yeah. And there are opportunities for us to be generous. And God blesses that. Uh, so with, with the uh, spirit of Christmas, what we, should we do? We should be generous. Number six, what should we care about? Forgiveness. Forgiveness. This is a big one. Pastor, you don't know what they said. And it's almost always the said. Almost always. But with that, forgiveness. Christ's coming, his birth, unto us a Savior is born. Why? Because God was going to forgive us. Forgiveness. Matthew 6, what's quiet tonight? Matthew 6, verse 14 and 15. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you, uh, forgive your trespasses. Christmas time is a time that we should focus on reconciliation. Reconciliation. It's not easy. You know why? Because reconciliation does not happen without humility. Pride is a big deal. It is a core sin. We're in chapel this last week. I was talking uh, with the kids and going over our core values of uh, of the school, and with that, one of the core values, and I was explaining core, and the very the very term core means central. We're talking about working out and exercising. This is your core. This is, this is the core uh, base of you and everything uh, is connected from that point and all those, the, the attributes move from that. Core values, the same thing. Uh, pride is a core sin. It impacts so many areas of life. And Christmas time is a, a time for reconciliation and forgiveness. If there are strained relationships, unresolved conflicts, consider extending and seeking forgiveness. Letting go hurts of the past. And sometimes there are hurts that are unreconcilable. There are injuries that are done 
that you can't reconcile. But it doesn't mean you can't forgive. And so, so with that, just forgiveness. Number seven, prayer and reflection. Christmas. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna celebrate Christmas, then prayer and reflection should be a part of it. Celebrating the Savior's coming, Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Uh, let your requests be made known unto God and the God of peace, uh, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Uh, and, and so we need to set aside some moments, some time for prayer and, recon- or, and reflection. Uh, use time to connect and reconnect with your beliefs. What do you believe about this child that was born? What what do you really believe about what his coming has meant? What, What do you believe about his coming and his life and his death? Uh, we, We stop and we think about it. You know what that does? It refreshes us. It brings us back to a place where we see when we trusted him, why we trusted him, and resets and solidifies that relationship. But set aside moments for prayer and reflection. Uh, Express to God your hopes. Express to God your, uh, your concern. Seek guidance. Uh, we're coming to the end of the year. Anybody else looking into 2024? And thinking, okay, how are we here again? It's a new year. And thinking about all that is about to happen and reflection about the past and the planning of the future and moving forward. Uh, we, we need to be looking into our life with some reflection. And Lord, how did I live for you this year? How did, how did your birth and your life, uh, your sacrifice, how has that impacted me this, this year? How have I lived according to the truth of your coming? And, and if it's not lining up, I need to reflect on that. I need to understand that. Then I can try to make some adjustments to, to get that right for the coming year. Uh, look for opportunities to be- better recognize uh, the Lord's working in our life. Psalm 143.5, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I muse on the works of thy hands. No wonder David was called the man after God's own heart. He was meditating. He was thinking. He was thinking about all that God had done. And in doing so, that kept his heart sensitive to the leading of God in his life. Number eight, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Don't let Christmas become this huge time of stress. Why do, why do we let it become so stressful? We want everything to be perfect. Is anybody's life perfect? Ladies, are any of your houses perfect? Then why do we expect it at Christmas time? I want my decorations to be just perfect. We have people coming over. I, I know. Did you just go in the bathroom? Yes. 
I want it to be perfect. <laughs> Is it clean? Not now. <laughs> it's life. Do we not think people go into the bathroom in their own home? <laughs> there's, there's a reality that we put all this pressure on ourselves that's unrealistic. It's unnecessary. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Why add the pressure? Why do we want to put that pressure on us? But we do. It's self-inflicted stress. How many of you think you have enough stress in your life? How many think that we need to add a little bit? No. Nobody thinks that we need to add anymore. There's already enough. We live in a sin-cursed world. We, we live uh, and deal with the problems uh, of sin in our own life, in the lives of others, and uh, the burdens and the problems of, uh, of being here on earth. Uh, we need to try to keep it simple. Avoid getting caught up in the, the commercial aspects of the holiday. Don't get sucked into it. Embrace simplicity. Focusing on the joy of giving and connecting with others. Isn't that what we want to do? I mean, we're, we, we don't want to get sucked into all the commercialism. Uh, it's not about getting the biggest or best gift. You know, most of us get beyond that one. You know what we don't get beyond? Giving the biggest or best gift. You know why? We go back to this core sin. What was it called? Pride. You say, oh no, it's just that I want to... We sure? It really might be more about what we are trying to present as opposed to really what it's about. And so don't get caught up in it. Psalm 10 verse 3, uh, For the wicked boasteth of his heart's desire and blesseth the covetous whom the Lord abhorreth. Bible tells us that covetousness is as the sin of idolatry. Covetousness is a big sin. So, Psalm 119.36, Incline my heart unto thy testimonies and not to covetousness. And we've got to be careful because we can set our kids up to be covetous. We can, send the, we can say all the right things about Christmas but send a completely different signal. And what we are saying about Christmas and what we are doing and acting about Christmas can be polar opposite. And our kids will end up missing and getting a wrong understanding of what it is about. Now, I remember growing up, Christmas, it was sparse. And we, we would have... 
we, we were getting, in our stockings, we would get an orange, and we would get a candy cane, and maybe we'd get something else, maybe. But what we knew we were going to get is we were going to get socks, and we were going to get underwear. And growing up, that's about up until when mom and pops got married, that was Christmas. You know what? I didn't miss out on anything. I loved it. You know why? Because mom didn't tell us any other. She didn't tell us that it was supposed to be different. And really, was it supposed to be different? And there are others that didn't have a good as, as good a Christmas as what I've had. We, we get things so mixed up. And we say that we're not getting involved in the commercialism of Christmas, but we can see that it becomes a reality. Uh, so uh, keep it simple. Number nine, be aware of personal weaknesses and, t- and temptations. Beware of personal weaknesses and temptations. The amount of moral fa- failures that take place at Christmas are unbelievable. It's unbelievable. People go and they travel back and they see old friends. They find themselves involved in, with people that are not believers. And all of a sudden we find ourselves trying to fit in. Beware of your personal weaknesses. Hebrews 12.1 Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. Do we know what our besetting sins are? Do we know what those temptations and testings are? Uh, do we know? We, we better make sure that we are not setting ourselves up for failure. Don't put yourself or your family in a compromising situation this Christmas. So all oh, my kids are strong. You don't know how you don't know how strong somebody is until they've been tested. Right. And when we put them in, just because we know does not mean that we will do. Right. And and with that, uh, we want to make sure that we are uh, setting ourselves up for success. We're setting our families up for success. Ephesians 4.24, uh, and that you put on the new man, which is after God created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry and sin not, let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. The word uh, place there is the word tipos uh, and topos, and uh, it means an occasion. Uh, don't give an opportunity to the devil, neither give place to the devil. The opportunity there, uh, it is when you look up the word, it literally means to, uh, uh, as of having space or room to function or perform. What he's saying is don't give the devil a platform on which to prepare to fight against you. Don't give him any room. You know what? When he's in a cage and you're outside the cage, you're safe. 
But all of a sudden, if you, you, you have given him room and, uh, and those, those cages are not there, you are now uh, vulnerable and, uh, and our family becomes vulnerable. So uh, don't allow your testimony to be hurt this Christmas season. Uh, don't give the devil room. Number 10, lastly, spread joy and cheer. Spread joy and cheer. You know, this is, this is a time to spread joy. It's a time to celebrate. It's a time uh, to spread that, that good news. Uh, Proverbs 7.22, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. So have that merry heart. Think about what his coming has meant. And now purposefully, purposefully uh, spread joy and cheer. Be fun. Parents be fun. My, when we got saved, before, before we got saved, and I was 14 when we got saved, but before we got saved, uh, my dad was a coach. He played baseball. Uh, he coached my mom's baseball team. Uh, we would go camping. We'd go fishing. We'd go outdoor hiking. We'd do all kinds of stuff. We got, he got saved, and all of a sudden it was, we went to church. And there was and I, not, not that there was no fun, but there was a period of time where fun wasn't allowed. Everything was mission. And, and, I'm, and I'm glad that he was so focused, but it took a while for him to, to realize, oh, we can have fun too. Yeah. You know what, Christians, we should enjoy our salvation. We should enjoy the blessings of life. God has been good to us. So enjoy it. Uh, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Uh, be fun. Christmas, make memories. Make memories. You only have right now. You know, we're not promised tomorrow. We're not promised next Christmas, but make memories. You say, well, pastor, we, we don't really have traditions. We'll start some. Start some. How many of you have family traditions? All right, we've, we've got a bunch of them. Uh, we would do uh, cookie baking. Every year, we'd pull the kids out of school. We'd pull the kids out of school. We'd have a personal day, and we'd have grandparents come over, and we'd bake cookies. And it was an all-day event, and then all the cookies, just about, uh, we, would, we would do... Uh, I, it was like a hundred dozen cookies. It was unreal. And we would do all these cookies and we'd take them back to the school and the teachers and staff. And, uh, and then we had an opportunity not just to, to bake the cookies and spend time together, but it was a time to give. Uh, so we'd cook, uh, bake cookies. Uh, every year we'll do peanut brittle. I'll make peanut brittle. Uh, we'll smoke cheese. How many of you like smoked cheese? I love smoked cheese. And so I'll smoke cheese every year. That is, that's a Christmas tradition. Uh, we'll go out to the live nativity. We didn't have that until we came here. Uh, and once we found that, that has become a family tradition. Uh, we'll drive around looking at Christmas lights. Last night, we went to the Fabulous 40. Has anybody been to the Fab 40? All right, so uh, Fab 40 down in Sacramento, the 40th block uh, and off of Capitol Avenue. And, and you go down there and there are houses 
that are decked out just block upon block upon block uh, of houses that are just decked out. Uh, and, you know, and it was just a good time to go and look at lights. It's spending time together, but just, just some, uh, some uh, uh, traditions. Uh, we'll read the Christmas story on, uh, on Christmas morning, uh, every Christmas. Uh, we'll have uh, a special breakfast, egg pancakes. And it's basically crepes is what it is. Uh, but egg pancakes, and it was something the very first Christmas that when mom and pops got married, uh, pops did egg pancakes. And so we will, we will do egg pancakes and about 20 pounds of bacon. Well, that might be a little bit of an ex- exaggeration, but there is a lot of bacon. Uh, and so we'll have bacon and these, these pancakes, but it is just tradition. And, and the same thing, my brother, uh, Christmas morning, he's going to be in Washington and he's going to be making egg pancakes for his family and we're doing it here and we're, we're sending pictures back and forth. It is just uh, having some traditions and develop, have fun, have fun. You know, all of us have different things that we do during the Christmas season but you know, our families, there, there should be memories that are developed. And work at that. Have fun as a believer. The, the world doesn't think we have any fun. They don't think we have any fun. Show them we do. Enjoy the blessings of God. Because Christ came, we can have joy. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. And with his coming, there are so many things that we can celebrate. And we shouldn't just have these things in our life at Christmas time. But this is a good time to just stop and think about how am I really experiencing Christmas? How is my family experiencing and and looking at Christmas? Christmas should be about Christ, about the coming Savior, about God's redemption plan. And enjoying and having joy and spreading joy, what we'll find is we'll have opportunity to also spread the gospel. It'll give us opportunity. People don't want to listen to somebody that's grumpy. People don't want to listen to somebody that all they want to do is argue. Have joy. It'll open doors. It'll open hearts. We we come to God because God is good. Let's be a vessel that facilitates that. And so this Christmas season, let's, let's care about some things that will truly help us to understand what Christmas is about. And about the Christ of Christmas. Father, thank you for your goodness. I pray that you'd help us this evening. Help, help us really to focus on your plan and uh, your working in our life. And Lord, your blessings that you have given to us. 
And so we do celebrate you. We celebrate uh, the coming of our Savior. Uh, but Lord, I do pray that you'd help us uh, to represent you well, uh, not just only out in the, the highways and hedges, but also within our own homes and families and interactions. Help us uh, to share the goodness, the good news of Christ's coming. So bless now. Speak to hearts, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. Let's stand together. We'll have a short invitation. Lord spoke to your heart tonight. I don't know what uh, he may have done, uh, but uh, 